Okay. I think we're hot. I think we're live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead. Very happy to be here with you. Today is Monday, June 21st, 2021. We're getting to the end of June. These months just seem to be, it's like they simultaneously go very fast and very slow at the same time. It's really odd. But let me just double check on all the streams, guys, and then I'll be right with you and in introducing my guest today. We're going to have a bombshell conversation. And you know it. You know we always do on this channel. Um, just let me know. Oh, no, actually, we're good. Very good. Okay. So much going on. Don't even know where to begin. But before I get into anything, uh, I just want to let you guys know about today's guests. Oh, we're good on DLive. Let me just double check Twitch. Hello, Twitch. We're on Twitch. One more check on the foxhole. Sometimes it takes a minute to refresh. And we're live on the foxhole. Hello, lovely foxhole people. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I promise it will not be wasted. And uh, let me just quickly get the bios up here because this is going to be awesome. We've got some new podcasters in the house but they are not new to the research that they've done for many years. The experience that they have, the work that they've, they've been doing already is incredible. And I was actually uh, hoping that these two gentlemen would start a show. Uh, I'll give you a little background. Eurasimus, I mean, he and I go way back. He's been a previous guest with his lovely wife, Sophie, on our uh, podcast with Michael Cesarian called Unslave. You got to go to unslave.com to check that out. Um, he does a lot of stuff on body work into the somatic intelligence. He's a trauma informed body worker, a holistic health practitioner and human design guide. Just wait till we get into human design. It's going to blow your mind. He works with motivated individuals around the world to help them understand and connect to their true nature more deeply, overcome disempowering behaviors and release excess stress, toxicity, and trauma from their bodies and lives so that they can experience health and vitality on all levels. This is the guy you want to talk to, especially right now. He is the co-host of the Keeping It Real, a bi-weekly Instagram live show, as well as the co-host of the recently launched Here for the Truth podcast that is now also airing on the uh, Foxhole. So if you're on Foxhole, make sure you go and follow these guys. Um, and it's, uh, this show celebrates modern day truth seekers and freedom fighters. Yes. Exploring what it took for them to forge their paths in life and overcome obstacles on the Siddhartha Road of Authenticity. He's also the creator of Somatic Freedom, a Pathway to True Health, which is a transform, transformational full-day retreat that he leads monthly in Topanga, California. And when he's not engaged with everything mentioned above, he enjoys cooking and living a quiet, simple life immersed in the natural world with his, life, his wife, Sophie, and their dog, Rosie. They're just awesome, these people. And then for Joel, Joel is a badass man. He's a conscious hip-hop artist who's been putting his truth to rhyme since he was 16 years old. He hails from Australia, and Joel's songs have received over 1 million plays on platforms globally. Joel is also a student of the mystery school tradition with a key interest in occultism, ancient history, and astrotheology. He is an esoteric astrologer, numerologist, and tarot reader, and is dedicated to using the ancient arts of divination to reawaken them as the knowledge that roots us to the ground and reignite the mystery in the life of his clients. Joel believes self-knowledge and understanding and recognizing our own uniqueness as individuals is the foremost way to break free and to begin to reclaim our sovereignty from the collectivistic indoctrination that has attempted to dim the spark 
in the hearts of men and women for millennia. So without further ado, let me bring these two gentlemen in. Let's jump on. There's Joel. Welcome, Joel. Erasmus. There you are. Gentlemen, so glad Pleasure to have to you here. here. This is going to be a blast. Dude, <laughs> yeah, great man. to be here, man. Let's run, so much Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Run it back. Let's run it back. Yeah. So I was just on these two gentlemen's podcast. They just released it today. We had a really fascinating conversation. I hope I didn't go too deep end over there. I think it was fun though. Um, and uh, today I want to reciprocate and also just let people know about you. Um, it's always hard to be a new podcast in town. It seems like everybody's running a podcast today, but I assure everybody watching nobody does it as good as people like us. I just got to say that I'm going to be very biased, uh, towards people because you know what it is, is the experience that you two bring. Um, you've been doing this a long time in your life already. You're just now working in this podcast world, uh, creating conscious content, trying to wake uh, others up around you as you go on your own exploration of this life in this world and awaken yourselves. And I just think that that's amazing. And so the conversation we had, I think we covered, so many different subjects all at once, but um, let me just start with each of you as to what it was that motivated you to do this new podcast um, and maybe even a little bit about what got you into these fields. And so Joel, let me just start with you, brother. What got you yeah, into man. all this and, and how did the podcast get going here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I feel like I've always um, had this essence of, um, of, of of curiosity and questioning what it is i mean i was i was raised as a, as a jehovah's witness to be honest with you and so from from the outset there was this kind of extreme indoctrination that was taking place and the entire time i was like something's something's not right here um so yeah my, my questioning journey has been has been long lasting um and for me um sorry man <laughs> Oh, no worries. I know it's all, I, I ask you like these, ask people these I'm questions. I'm nervous like, live, bro. I feel nervous oh, don't live. Worry. Wow. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, it, <laughs> this is this is intense. There's people watching, right? <laughs> it's okay. It, you dude. get used to I just, it. You I just performed at a freedom rally in I, Sydney I, I, to 5,000 people. And I'm like, holy crap. I was just about to say that, I, I don't even that, know dude. if I have 5,000 people here. It's I was like just about to say that, dude. You were killing it with your, with oh, your original song. But you're a hip-hop artist, right? Like that was your main, I guess, what was it that was yeah. about hip hop that was it the honesty, the authenticity? Was it just the rhythm? Like what was it that drove it was you into my hip hop? That was my outlet, man. I had, I had right. a lot of questions that no one could ask as a kid growing up. So for me, it was my outlet to put my thoughts, to, to put my thoughts to paper. Um, and you know, I'm a, I'm an imaginative guy and through understanding these arts, through understanding astrology and numerology, I got to know myself as well. And in knowing myself through those arts, I understood that this is what I'm inclined towards. I'm inclined towards creativity, towards poetry, towards literary gifts. This is what divination says about me directly. So in knowing that, then, you know what I mean, that that really confirmed for me my, my life's work in, in hip-hop and what it was. And to me, we live in such a, such a left-brained society. It's so analytical. It's so data-driven. It's so compartmentalized. And unless we are constantly finding ways to use our right brain, to read poetry, to read the greats, to watch incredible movies, to activate that consciousness, which really connects the dots of our life. Because I feel like what's missing for most people is the understanding of this underlying oceanic experience that encompasses everything, right? The mystery has been killed. The spark is so dimly burning right now. 
Um, and I feel like it's it's through these arts, it's through creativity, it's through hip hop, it's through using our imagination that we can really begin to, to reignite this mystery. Because I mean, we're on Earth right now. You know what I mean? It's not it's 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 not what they 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 are trying to make it what it seems to be. It's like you are here alive as a living, walking, breathing universe, a zodiac unto yourself. You are unlike anybody else. And I feel like re-understanding that is, that's what's important, man. And that's what I try to bring. That's awesome. That's all. And I love that you use uh, like music and hip hop as a creative expression of your own journey. That's how it was for me was this was always just my journey as yeah. I'm going through these subjects learning about myself, learning about the world, learning about all these different amazing things all at once and the scary things too. Um, it all comes back to uh, this self-actualization and discovery process that everybody's going through, whether they like it or not, or whether they know it or not. And so it's good to have someone that, that comes from that music background and artistic background and also the research, blending that together to bring out a beautiful message. So that's awesome. Uh, Eurasimus, give us your elevator pitch on your entire life all at once and no pressure. <laughs> I have a really start. I had a really traumatic birth, but no, I won't get into that. Um, you know, man, I don't know. I feel like I've had this ability to just kind of tune into like what is true and what is false, you know, like just like something that felt right or felt wrong. I just kind of feel like I've, it's some inner voice, some inner wisdoms guided me in my life to be like, I'm not feeling this anymore. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I've gone through an interesting journey in my life of just changing paths and going from one thing to the next. You know, I was raised you know, a first generation Greek American. So my parents, they came to this country with nothing. My dad worked his ass off to, to provide for his family, to build a business. And, um, you know, a lot of people who are first generation, you know, they tend to stay close to the home, take over the family business, et cetera, et cetera. But there was something in me where I was like, no, there's something more, you know, there's something beyond just the way I was conditioned to live from my culture, from my family, from society. And so when I like took the first step of just kind of moving away for university, you know, I grew up outside of New York City and New Jersey and I moved away to college in Boston. So I, I kind of just like went on my own journey there and experimenting with different things and experimenting with, you know, drugs, nothing crazy, but just kind of like exploring what it is to live on my own, be my own person. And um, yeah, it just kind of guided me a little in a lot of different ways. And post-college, I kind of had a corporate job for like two years and uh, you know, I grew up in the restaurant business. My, I ended up working in the hotel business for two years. I thought what I wanted to do is like make people happy, make people smile, be of service. And I think I soon realized that there are other ways to be of service than just, you know, providing a nourishing meal, which is what you mentioned. I love to cook. So it's like, I didn't make that my profession, but it's something I do, um, for fun. It's just something where I can connect with community and, um, you know, it's something I enjoy. It's my creativity anyways. So I, after that hotel gig, you know, when I was younger, I always, I always loved storytelling. I loved performance. I used to love being taken on these journeys by like different movies that I saw as a kid. And so I always had this seed planted in me that like one day I'm going to try to be an actor. I'm going to pursue that mm -hmm. career. And after I left that corporate hotel job, I, uh, I was like, you know what? So it was the summer of 2004. I packed a suitcase full of books. I went to my parents' home in Greece. And all I did was for three months is read books, read books and eat figs off my parents' fig tree, you know, and just oh kind of like and <laughs> contemplate, like, like contemplate my life and, and really feed that introspection and be like, all right, well, who, 
what's my path? And that's when I made the decision. I'm going to move to New York City and, and jump on this uh, this acting journey. And, you know, it ended up not being what it was, but it planted the seed of introspection and personal growth and personal development because my first acting mentor had psychologists on his staff and, and really like utilized consciousness as the basis for performance. It was like, okay, you're coming to this path as a performer, but you're coming here with all these blocks and inhibitions and wounds and trauma. Now, if you want to expand your consciousness and have the ability to empathize with all different ways of being and seeing the world, you have to tap into those places within yourself. So my acting training was really about separating from those conditioned ways of behaving and integrating more of my shadow and integrating more parts of myself that maybe I hadn't developed or hadn't pushed aside first in the service of telling stories. But the side effect was that it expanded me as a human being and built more compassion and built more understanding within myself. And that was kind of the inner journey that then moved me towards, oh, wow, this whole world, this whole universe lives within me. Like I want more. You know, what else is there? Then I started experimenting and realizing like different foods that I ate would change my psychological state. If I didn't eat well, I'd be kind of like a little down or depressed or just not in the best place. So then that led me on a journey to study holistic nutrition. And, you know, it's just all these different things. And then I ended up deciding not to want to live in New York City anymore and didn't know. I wasn't sure if acting was my path. What'd you say? This is probably a good choice given. Yeah, I, I think it was a good choice. You know, I'd been there for eight years and I, I just like many decisions in my life. I, a thought just popped into my head and it felt like this is what I need to do. And I had a thought that said, you're going to move to Los Angeles. And I went, uh-huh, I'm moving to Los Angeles. And I just moved out here. And within a year, I realized I didn't know if I wanted to pursue an acting career. And I met a mentor of mine who was an ex-Navy SEAL. And he was trained in traditional Chinese medicine and other holistic modalities. And he took me under his wing and taught me a lot of different modalities about working with the body and releasing excess stress and tension and trauma that's stored in the body. A lot of, um, you know, breaking down the armoring. And that's also where I met my wife because she was a, a client and a student of him as well. And, you know, that was, uh, what, seven, eight years ago. And it's just been an amazing journey since then of continuing to just kind of do the work and uh, play my part and helping people really uh, get as healthy and vital and vibrant as they can. Did that make sense? Oh, it made perfect sense. No, that's great. And I appreciate you guys sharing those personal stories um, because it just kind of helps people understand who you are and your background and your journey. And many people probably have similar stories of just things that seem random, but end up not being random that push them towards a different path in life um, that maybe they didn't expect. It's like myself. I didn't expect to be doing this, but here I am. And I don't regret any of the things that happened that brought me here. And all of those different experiences you both have shared and all the learning that you've done, um, now's the time it's all going to pay off because and I'm glad you're asking us, you didn't get pulled into pedal wood and you ended up staying with our side of the force here because well, we need creative well, geniuses so, like so, you so, on so our listen, side, man. So I was just about to say that, like, <laughs> you know, when I was in New York, you know, I had like, now I was probably feeding my ego a little bit, but I had a lot of friends, teachers that were like, you're going to go out to LA, Hollywood, you're going to, you're going to kill it, you know, but there was just something within me that it just, I loved the craft, but the 80, right. 90% of the business of the people that I met, just, I didn't vibe with there was an ickiness to it. And, you know, I think my real, my real, um, path was to support people in this, in the way that I do. And, um, yeah, I think actually when I was, when I was younger, I kept having this vision of, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Hollywood and I'm, 
I mean, I was much more shallow and I wouldn't go to Hollywood and I'm going to, I'm going to make money and then I'm going to be famous and then I can help people because I'll have clout and then I can help all of them with help people with all these things. And one day I woke up and I went, Oh, I could just help people. I don't need to go through all these steps, especially <laughs> as you know what I mean? So especially when it wasn't, you know, I wasn't really yeah. feeding my heart and it was coming from a place of wanting validation or maybe from a place of insecurity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, I've been, uh, I, I know I, I had similar aspirations when I was young of wanting to, cause I think it's that natural drive, especially in young men, young women too, but I'm, I'm a man. So I'm speaking from my perspective here of like, you just have that, that, uh, aspiration, that drive, you want a goal, you want to set a goal, you want to make a splash, you want to, you know, and, um, you, you soon find out that, you know, it's not what you think it is. And uh, what happens is your journey becomes other people's journey. And that's what turned me off. It, it happened in a lot of different fields. It happened in the martial art field. It happened in other business opportunities and things that I did where you try it, you dip your foot in it, you go with it because you have an internal drive to go out and create yourself in that. But then you see it's get a little bit shady. You're not really into it. And you see that a lot of it's inauthentic. And I find it interesting that we had a conversation on our show and you're asking us, we've spoken to your, yourself and your wife, Sophie, about this about the difference between the inauthentic and the authentic path and how the body and the mind and all that and tending your own garden, it all plays into it. And so I find it funny where you get people and I mean, you too, Joel, you were, you're getting in the hip hop, the music industry, and you just, you get in there because you have um, a goal of wanting to express yourself through art and you want to be successful and you should have those goals and you should be recognized for what you do. But then when you realize, well, are these the people that I'm getting recognition from? Are these the people yeah. that I'm, and is this the industry that is really going to help me be an authentic artist in this world? Nope. Yeah. All right. I guess we got to, you know, like well, you especially could, on, but, the grand, on the grand scale, you know, like Hollywood, yeah. you know, like I, I don't want to take away. I mean, I have amazing friends that are beautiful artists and creative people, theaters. There's, there's power to storytelling. It's been around for so long. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's just like what that symbol is, what Hollywood is. Obviously you've spoken about it very often and it's out there in the world. It's just, it's I just found, not something that resonated with me. Yeah. Yeah. I found a lot of my early drives cause like I wanted to win the Grammy. I wanted to be in Hollywood. I had an acting background too. I was actually on a, on a reality TV show here in Australia on prime time. Um, oh really? For, for a while. Yeah. It was like big uh, brother Australia or something or what was it? No, it was called the Shire. It was actually based on the <laughs> same platform as, as the cool. Hills. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. yeah. 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 It was, that was a trip, <laughs> but I found a lot of my drivers were actually stemming from a lack of self-worth, to be honest with you. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because there's these, this, this underlying pain of, of I'm not good enough. I need to prove myself to, to everybody. I need to prove that, um, you know what I mean? Creativity and hip hop is, is a worthwhile career. And I can, I can, I can be somebody in the eyes of someone else by, by doing this. So I wanted to be as famous as possible just to prove and say, fuck you to everyone that, you know what I mean? Yeah ever questioned me but it was only until i was able to turn that gaze in and realize that hang on i've got to give this to myself first and foremost that you know what i mean my mindset began to switch that's a good point i think that's what uh, a lot of people maybe need to think about wherever your aspirations in life are um you're a lot of times we do these things for other people like yeah. even kind of bringing in current topics a lot of people right now are going out to get this experimental jab for other people, not necessarily for yep. their own uh, sense of knowledge of health or well-being. It's literally just because I want, it's always, there's always other reasons why we do things other than the authentic reason of doing it specifically to manifest something in your own life that will benefit others in the end. But that if you, 
you can't betray yourself by, by doing it for, for reasons that are not genuine and they're not for you. And you're just doing it to please everybody else and appease the crowd around you. And we've spoken endlessly on this show. Yeah. Or yeah. Please. And, and we've spoken endlessly on this show about how, um, it's about, you, you have to maintain your own sovereignty as a being and you have to have the ability to, um, really create yourself. This is why I, I grew up with guys like Bruce Lee and all of that, who just endlessly spoke about this. And these were some of the best artists and creators. And I always, I always wanted to be that, but I didn't realize how hard it was because everybody's pulling you in different directions. Everybody's trying to get you to become them. And yep. that just, I just hated that. And I, and even, and look, we're in an amplified state of that right now. And so that's why I think it's very relevant. Um, let's jump into some of the subjects that you guys have been covering. You're into, I think I was the, the sixth episode of your podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. What other yeah, subjects and guests have you had recently? Um, well, our first two episodes were, were uh, Joel and myself just introducing ourselves and talking about, you know, what it means to walk the authentic path. And we shared a little bit of our story there. Um, and then we, we had someone on who talked about like breaking subconscious patterns, this guy, Jaguar heart in, in Australia, he's really fucking awesome. And then we got Sick into human, man. we got into, yeah, we got into human design and, and functional patterns, which I've talked about before, which is like this system that really helps, uh, optimize your movement and biomechanics. And we had Sophie on to talk about the significance of touch, which was badass. I actually say talk, we had Dr. Sophie Fletcher. Dr. Uh, All right. She, congratulations to your wife, Sophie. She got yeah. her PhD. She is now a doctorate. And, you know, talk about the journey. Like, you know, we met right when she started her program. So like, it's such oh, a new awesome. thing, even for us, like as a couple, like six years, six and a half years later. So I'm really proud of her. I want to give her a shout out too. She's, it's pretty amazing. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're just looking to have lots of different people on there. Like you had said, um, when you read my bio, which I want to give a shout out to Joel, because he actually wrote that about what the show is, that we want to celebrate the modern day truth seeker and the freedom fighter and, and get into their story too. Not just about what they do, but their story and their heroic path and what they overcame because there's, there's lessons there. And I think people, as you've said before, uh, David, that we're moving more towards this mainstream media is dead and what's the alternative media. And so who are, who are different role models too? Like fuck celebrities and woke athletes. You know what I mean? Like we're these people that have like dug deep into the depths of who they are, challenge the status quo and come forth and present their work. So like younger generations that are more connected to online and all these platforms are like, yo, I'm going to that ego ideal. These people, I'm going to look up to them. None of these fucking clowns that are like, you know, virtue signaling, getting their jabs on Instagram and being like, I got 5G or whatever the fuck like Ryan Reynolds is doing. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to throw F-bombs out, man. I grew up in Jersey. I hope that's, that's cool. You know? <laughs> it's all good. Wait, see, the good news is we're not on any of the, uh, the, the mainstream platforms, so we can kind of do whatever we want. Cool. Um, now, the thing is, is what you're bringing up is really important, and I love that. So every podcast out there has a different flavor because of the hosts, and that's what I want people to know. They're like, oh, it's just another podcast. No, every podcast out there is, is built by the people that do the show and the back end and the whole thing. And there's a different vibe and a different story. I'll interview a guest. You'll interview that guest and it'll be two different discussions. And that's, what's amazing about it. And we are the media. Now you and I, yep. the people listening, the people on these channels, uh, Foxhole, uh, Twitter, all the who, who content creators, we are just the people that are stepping up to do what we know best. This is my weapon of choice is this microphone and doing the work that I do and using creativity as my black arrows that I shoot at the black gates. 
um, and try to also inspire people along the way. And I see you guys are doing the same thing. And this is what it is, is we're, we have to decord from those other outlets that we don't like, we don't support, we don't agree with them. They're lying to us. They're giving us bad information. They're part of something that is, you know, we won't even get into just yet. Um, we don't want that. And so why do we keep supporting that? So let's pull away and let's go and put our energy and our time into supporting people like you guys and people that are making really good conscious content. And there are Hollywood producers and there are uh, music producers out there and, and companies and websites and platforms that are built by good people. And um, so that's why I think the more the better, because we need to keep this frequency of truth. And I mean, not necessarily that everything we say is always like fully, you know, it is what it is. But the, the process of truth, truth is a process. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about that? Your, your podcast is called Here for the Truth. Um, I'm the truth warrior, so we get along just great. But uh, Joel, maybe go to you first. When you think of the truth, mm. what are you looking for? Yeah, man, truth is absolutely a process. And I think that so many people want to bypass that process. But it's, it's primarily, first and foremost, always is an inner journey. And one thing Erasmus and I speak to always is that it's a, and I know you guys speak to as well, is that it's it's a crooked path. You're going to learn along your way. You're going to bump against every single wall to discover what it is that that is actually going on and, and what it is that I am. Like, I think the key thing is realizing that we can use our entire experience that we're having here to determine who, who we are inside and where our work really lies and tapping into the unconscious by recognizing the correlation to, to, to physical reality. Um, it, it, it's an ongoing journey, certainly. Um, and yeah, you're asking Well, listen, man, at the end of the day, when you think about discovering truth, if you, you don't come at it with humility yeah. and curiosity, you're done. You know what I mean? Like there has to be that process of like, well, also like introspective process. Why do I know what I know? I mean, that's what started mm -hmm. for me. It was like, like I'd, I'd have a thought in my head or a belief and then I'd face something else and I'd go, well, wait, why do I believe that thing? And then how do I, what's this new thing? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just like being as, as self-righteous and hardcore as I can be sometimes and like speaking my mind and being convicted. I also love to prove myself wrong. I love to be like, man, like I thought that was like the way and how to live and fuck that. Like this way is better. I like this way. You know, I get more value out of that. It feeds me more. So I just think curiosity is an important. I had an acting teacher once that told me, he's like, if you're a parent, if there's one thing you can do is instill the sense of curiosity and allow that natural curiosity to flow within your child, like a big part of your job is done. Now I'm not a parent, but that was just something that landed with me in general. And so I think, I don't know if it's my Gemini nature, Gemini spirit, like there's always been this curiosity. And so I've always wanted to just keep digging and, and keep asking those questions and connect with different kinds of people. I mean, we're here right now because truth is such a huge piece and we connected via unslaved. I mean, that's how Joel and I connected. Joel saw the episode that Sophie and I did with you and Michael, and he connected with me. And we did one phone call and realized we were like soul brothers and I even said to you, I think on our episode, I was like, oh, I've been thinking about doing a podcast and maybe I'll reach out to you. But I think I realized I needed to tag team, you know, like just to collaborate with someone. I work well with that. And and after one call, we just fucking made it happen. And I don't know, man, I, I just kind of, I just, started, yeah. yeah, that was saying, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, I know I'm going a little tangent here, 
But um, I don't know. I just think truth starts within first. Like if you're not going internally and figuring out why you are the way you are and uh, whether or not, you know, you're living your life that's meant for you and living that authentic path or you're just living the path that was laid out for you by your parents through their conditioning. Like, are you going to find truth in the external world? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it starts at home and you got to go on that internal hero's journey. It's a lot of work because there is, you mean, in in 2021, especially for like the the kids being born even now, but I was born in the 90s. And like there's there's a lot of indoctrination that comes with that comes with it at this point in time. Right. You got your parents indoctrination. You got school indoctrination. You got government indoctrination. And you got all the Mr. Smiths that will question you if you question that indoctrination. And so I I, I really um, the purpose of our podcast, as you said, is to honor the person that's actually been able to wield their truth of discernment and sharpen it enough to be able to cut through those webs to to see you mean to see the forest for the trees and to figure this shit out that's awesome i love that i love that you both mentioned first of all that the the journey for truth about reality the world and all of that that's what we perceive to be external to us it starts inside whereas i think we're taught the other way around uh, there's a value to that logical approach where you measure stuff and you're scientific and you're checking and all that and you're you're researching. But if you're not at the same time working on the other end of that spectrum, which is uh, working on your psyche, your body, uh, the truth about your health, the truth about um, your own inhibitions, your own limiting belief structures and thought patterns, um, the the things that hold you back, the facing the truth about what you're afraid of, what do you fear? What do you mm-hmm. fear the most? And what did Joseph Campbell say? On the other side of your fear is everything you're seeking, right? It's all the treasures you seek. And so it, it, there's a lot of people that, you know, they wake up to something like, oh my God, 9-11 didn't make sense. There's got to be something there to go research and expose. Um, and then they go in there and then they keep going down all the rabbit holes to learn about just the insanity that this planet is on one yeah. level. And then they're not doing corresponding work internally or with their body or with their health and they are the ones that end up becoming very jaded. They might do amazing research. And I, I love these people, but I can see it. Um, I can see it because the teachers that taught me gave me the gift of teaching me the other side of the coin as well. And you have to tend your own house. And there are people that work themselves literally to death or they work themselves into pessimism. They work themselves to a point where they can't see any hope. At any, at any, they, they've lose their hope. A lot of these people commit suicide or get addicted to drugs and alcohol or go down a very negative path, even though, you know, their whole thing was all about enlightenment and truth. And they, so you can see that it, it's kind of like the shattered souls, the broken hearts, mm-hmm. the trail of tears you see uh, from people that have done amazing work, but then you see that they missed that other side of it. It is the curiosity, but it's also the humility. It is seeking truth in the external world. You know, what's going on with the audits? What's going on with the pandemic? Where's the Illuminati roundtables? Whatever. Um, But then if you're just doing that and not tending your own inner house and learning what the truth is relative to your life, you're going to get lost in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love like these divination tools that Joel gets into or human design um, because it's like these, these systems shine a light on our uniqueness and what makes us individual and how we can understand ourselves better on top of all the, the work with awakening somatic intelligence, which I'm such an advocate of, because I think like, how can you hear that whisper of truth from your higher self, whatever you want to call it from that wise guide within from the internal sage, if you're polluting yourself 
with the matrix. If you're drinking the matrix, if you're taking all these substances, if you're eating shitty foods, like the flow of energy isn't going to be what it is, in my opinion, in order to really tune in to that internal, whatever it is for you, that instinct, that intuition, that gut, that's going to guide you on the path of what is right for you, what isn't right for you. And um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's for me personally, it's been a big piece, especially when I really got into doing the somatic work, it was a game changer, a game changer for me because foundationally a lot of my work was, you know, reading books or spiritual books or even new age books back in the day, or, you know, psychological stuff, which I found to be valuable, but I didn't realize the level of pain that was stored in my tissues, you know, the stress and the anxiety that was like existing under the surface and that I was doing certain things to not feel those things, whether it was ex excessive extroversion and wanting to like be out and have lots of friends and know everyone and be like, yo, what's up? Or to drink or to party or to fucking watch a lot of porn, whatever that is. You know what I mean? I feel like that once I got in and really healed my nervous system to a certain place and got even more present and grounded in with who I was, that changed it for me. And that allowed me to have even more space to hold a lot of conflicting information and to take in more of this stuff. And to be okay with it and to not allow it to th throw me down this rabbit hole of like pessimism and misery. It was like, no, this yeah. is information. I'm going to take it in. I'm healthy. I'm grounded. I'm nourishing my spirit, my soul, my body. And I'm just going to keep moving forward. Yeah, because what you can become what you hate really easily, right? Yeah. You see it. You see it in the conspiracy world. You see it in alternative the, the research world. Like there's this, this like this angst and this like heaviness and this like – I don't hatred or darkness in a lot of people and like, nah, man, I don't, I want to, why can't we also make it light too and realize it's knowledge and information and like, I don't know, that's just how I approach it. Cause I, you know, I'll share some information with people be like, how do you even, how do you research into Hollywood or pedophilia or any of that stuff? Like I would just lose my fucking mind. Right. And I'm, I don't know. You're like I'm a warrior, bro. Yeah. So yeah just, dude, what's I, up? It's part of the, you got to join the thing, man. You got to so do the, <laughs> well, that's what hey, you got to have spines of steel for this, right? This is why I brought this up in, in my work was uh, I realized this and I went, okay, you can't look into the darkest hallways of the world or down the darkest corridors without bringing a spine of steel with you. You can't, you have to acclimatize yourself to it in a way and not be comfortable with it because that you don't want to become that, but you, you have to have it. It's a special mind, I think that can do it, but it's valuable. We have to see what the danger is. And I love that old statement, you know, the dangers are real, but fear is a choice. And by fear, I don't mean like the instinctual fear that happens when like a bus almost hits you and you jump out of the way. We're talking about angst, the fact that it stays with you after you're done with it. Um, that means it's kind of haunting you, you know, and mm -hmm. fear can haunt you. And look at the world, boys. Look at this world. This world is marinating in a big sea of, of, of fear right now. Um, and yes, you could say, well, it was those people, the media and the government and all this stuff going on that's caused all this fear in people. But I look at it and I go, yeah, but if you were already right within, you would know how to spot the lie. You would bring courage to what you're afraid of, and it wouldn't have the effect that they want it to have. They want everybody to give up. They want you to be depressed. They want you to live in despair. They want you to be afraid. Because they, something about that energy charges up these psychopaths. Whereas people like us um, who love the, the truth and the good and the right and, and all that, 
um, you know, we're charged by the positive force, right? And so it's hard for us because we're like the little hobbits in the beginning, right? I love the story of Lord of the Rings because they're like these little hobbits who are just partying and eating pies and lighting fireworks and, and smoking whatever in the trees. And then all of a sudden there's this massive battle with wizards and orcs and like giants and walking, talking trees going on around them. But these people are just completely ignorant to what's happening and that their imminent demise might actually occur should nothing happen. And then the whole story unfolds and then these little hobbits, they become these warriors and they come back. And I don't know, I feel like that's what people like us are doing. We're the little guys. I'm not, we're nobody famous or big or anything like that, but we're throwing everything we got at this mission to empower ourselves and lighten ourselves and share that truth out with the people that'll hear it because we see there is a danger We've just made the choice not to be afraid. At least I know I have. Yeah. And, and I mean, I have my time, trust me, but I keep coming back to this. I have the reservoir to come back to, to heal myself from that, that I think a lot of people might be missing. Yeah. Real quick, I wanted to say too, is I think what's really important, Joel, I know you've spoke about this. We might have spoke about it on, on our interview is that doing the shadow work, you know, and you and Michael have spoken about the sage and the psychopath, how there's like, their similarities to some degree. And I think that knowing the darkness that exists within yourself provides you the ability to see it in the external world in a much clearer way, as opposed to just being like, well, I would never do such a thing. So that would then never exist on this planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like I'm yes. a loving, compassionate, I think I'm a really good person. I'm also aware of the parts of me that can be fucking vindictive and dark yeah. and, and self-righteous and manipulative and, and you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, life is a choice. You stand between opposites. You, we're multifaceted human beings. And then you choose the heroic path. You choose how to live. And that like, you know, every moment is an opportunity to choose a more righteous path or to go down into a, a more dark road, you know? And I think the more you know yourself on the deepest levels, you're just able to see more out, see out there in the world. Like when, when shit comes up, when I, over the years I've seen things, like things don't surprise me as much anymore because I, yeah. I don't know, I just feel like I understand the, the, the darkness that exists within the human psyche. Does that make sense? Yeah, Absolutely, no, I know. Man. It's, it's, it's relative. I mean, we can really, truly only see as much darkness out there as we're willing to see darkness in here because the moment something gets uncomfortable to look at out there is because it's actually something that's uncomfortable primary in you first that you haven't really dealt with. Yeah. That is, I was know, so funny, Joel. That. Yeah. And yeah. I, Joel, it's funny. You were, you just said, I was going to pause my comment to hear your comment and then I was going to give that comment and you just gave it. So some <laughs> yeah. shit's happening. Um, so, uh, but that's awesome because that's true. I, I talk to so many people that are like, I don't understand what to tell my family or my friends to, to wake them up to see what the bigger picture is and all this kind of stuff. And I went, you could literally grab pallets full of documents and evidence and documentaries and interviews and research and whatever you want. You could throw it all at them and it'll go all right over their head. You know why? Because they haven't been able to grapple that element of themselves um, they've, they've repressed that shadow part of themselves to such a degree that they don't even think it's possible to exist in the entire world. And that editing process happens because of trauma, because mm -hmm. we don't want to live in a world where there's a bunch of human traffickers running around and a bunch of elite 
uh, cult member pedophiles running the world or whatever. We don't want to know about those kind of things. We just go, I just need to have my beer on a Friday night. I want my paycheck. I want my freedom. And if they're taking it away and they're making me take a jab that's never been given to a human being before, I'll do it because I want to go on vacation for a week in Mexico once a year. And I'm like, well, that's us. You know, the old uh, nursery rhymes and Bible stories and all the stories about selling your soul. That's the process of selling your soul. Soul means the sun, the photonic light that exists within you that emanates throughout the entire universe. And when you sell that out for temporary fixes and the, the illusion of security, you lose your freedom. You lose the freedom of your mind, your body, and your soul. And that's what we're selling by not choosing to look at the whole picture, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and everything in between. And that's to me what this journey is. Joel, what do you think about, let's start with you, Australia. Let's get some uh, some things on the ground. Mm. Right now, what's it been like there? I mean, you live there. I've been seeing a lot of um, good documentaries coming out and uh, that cover things there. And I see some protesting. I see you know, it's a different situation here and there with, with Australia, but where do you think it's at in Australia regarding all this insanity? And do you think people are waking up? It's interesting because in Australia, it seems as though the way that we've been attacked is really, really is segregating the states. So it completely, completely differs from state to state. So I'm in, I'm in New South Wales, Sydney. Um, and yeah, we had the initial lockdown, um, but it hasn't really been too bad otherwise since here. Whether Otherwise, you look at Melbourne, and they're in their fourth stage four lockdown. They've still got half an hour curfews um, going outside oh to exercise, to breathe fresh air. So they're just being primarily targeted and attacked time after time and time again. But Melbourne as a city is has in, it's has a deep ancient, deep history with Freemasonry. I mean, Melbourne city itself is 33 blocks by 33 blocks. Um, you have the you have the MCG where like hundreds of thousands of people go to watch sport directly on a, on a ley line over there. So just literally harvesting energy. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's interesting. But are people waking up? People are definitely waking up. Um, we had the Sydney Freedom Rally on the 29th of May where I performed at, and there was there was anywhere between five to ten thousand people who oh, were wow. walking yeah. walking throughout the streets, and traffic was completely stopped. And in fact, the police were actually cooperative um, and they, they 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 stopped the traffic so the march could go on. Um, the questions are being certainly asked. Look at every single poll. Would you take the jab? It's 80% no. Um, so I feel like Australians um, in general, they do have an underlying rebellion, which which will be reawakened um, throughout this process. So yeah, man, it, it, it's interesting. And you mean like you are, I'm just here to fuel that fire, right? Yeah, no, good man, good man. And yeah, that that history in Australia, we could do a whole podcast on the history of like some of these freaky cults um, yeah. and satanic shit going on over there. I mean, and it's Australia, which is just like a sister um, empire uh, node in the Queen's little setup there. So that's another conversation. But that's good to see that people are getting out. And what do you think the, the reason is for the split between like Melbourne and, and Sydney why this just like one is completely Nazi Germany, one is kind of a little bit less. What do you think the difference is with that? Different experiments. Um, yeah, d- different experiments, different agreements with China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's 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 definitely there's there's definitely definitely a correlation there if 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 you look into it. Um, 
Yeah, man, I can't say that I know for sure. We have a guest interesting, coming right? on our podcast in a couple of weeks, Grant Eagles, and this is his area of expertise. Um, oh, so I'm I really forward to that. that conversation. Okay. Yep. Yeah, send that to me when you get it because I'd love to. I I have a I'd have a connection with people in Australia. Actually, um, I did a Firecast episode in the middle of 2020 in the summer, and I did it specifically for Australia because I got a lot of friends there. They're mostly online yeah. friends. I've never physically been to Australia, um, but I just I have a connection to it. Um, sadly, one of my friends that was, uh, he was a buddy of mine for many years. He'd been on my show. He actually helped me get truth warrior started back in the day. And him and I would oh. chat regularly. He sadly committed suicide at the, at oh. close to the beginning of all of this. And I think it, it just, for me, it, it said, I have to go out there and not only tell people what I think is really going on and share the information that I'm being given, but I have to inspire people. We, we got so many people out there that are feeling this hopelessness. And, um, that is what really gave me the fire to go, okay, it can't just be bad news. We got to give people hope. We got to give people purpose. We got to, you know, keep that light lit because, uh, sadly the amount of suicides we've seen happen and the the depression and the mental disorders and whatnot, it's just insane. Eurasimus, uh, California, how's it going over there right now? I got to say, I was impressed. Um, 4th of July last year, I think it was 4th of July where they were told they were all going to get fined for doing fireworks and literally nobody listened. And like the, the camera of all the fireworks going off is just the spirit of rebellion. And I hear that California went red, but nobody knows it because of these election fraud. I don't know. What do you think about the California situation with all this stuff? This is what I got for Newsom right there. This is what I got for Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Fuck right. you, Gavin Newsom. I think every time I post something on my Instagram stories with Gavin Newsom, I just put the clown emoji over his face every <laughs> single time. I just like I put it over his face. Fauci too. Um, yeah, listen, I think th- I think there are more um, freedom-minded people in California than we're led to believe. You know, it's just like mm. hardcore leftist state. Um, you know, Sophie and I, we, we left Santa Monica. We were living in Santa Monica. Um, and at the beginning of this, I just, it was starting to get bad in terms of like, everyone was like walking outside, double masked. And like, you'd, you'd be 30 feet down the road, down the sidewalk and they'd see you and they'd walk into the middle of the street. And like, I was like, I told Sophie, I was like, I'm going to fucking go insane if I just (laughs) am surrounded by no kidding the, the masked fucking cult all the time you know and you know we had been thinking for a few years like we need to move in nature more anyways long story short everything worked out we moved out so we're in like a little bit of a bubble but you know it's la county you know we're still la county so there's still mandates like all everyone's still masked up in in stores people are wearing masks in their car all the time people look if you don't wear a mask like i roll up in the home depot without without a mask and people look at me and weird like you gotta wear a mask like i got a medical condition sorry you know um, well, you know, you still have to wear a mask. I'm like, well, no, you know, according to California civil code section 51B, like you can't discriminate against me because I have a mask. And then they go, the files are in the computer, you know, Zoolander, you know, that scene from Zoolander, yeah. but they're just like, they can't compute. They're like, what? Yeah. And then it I just sucks. You have to doing. like repeat, you have to repeat that conversation. Like with every single person you walk past in the store, it's just so freaking annoying, but yeah. For you, and like, it wasn't always, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie in the beginning. Like there were times where I'm like, all right, 10 minutes. Like I'm just going to put on like yeah. shit underneath my nose, roll in, do my thing, get out. Like yeah. I'm not trying to get into a fight every single time, but there are those moments where I'm like, well, fuck you. You know, like it's, you got to stand up for what you believe. And that's part of the hero's journey. Like even for me, like mm-hmm. confrontation, like, what is that? Like, how do you, you know, when you're confronting someone, a lot of your trauma comes up to the surface. So then you're meant to like 
you have to deal with it. So even just speaking your mind, you're going to be faced with things that are going to become present within yourself that you need to look at. Do you know what I mean? And, that, and so that was almost like an experiment for me. Like I think the first time I went into someplace without a mask in LA County, which is fucking like Nazi land, it was like, I felt my, like, I started sweating a little more. My heart rate was lifted a little, you know, it was just like really interesting yeah. to notice. And, you know, it's just, it's just part of the process of growth is that like, then the second time it's not as much. And then the third time and the fourth time it's less. And then you're just like, fuck this. I'm going to roll through the whole airport. Like I flew back to Jersey. Um, to see my parents in May. And I literally was the only person walking through the entire airport without a mask. I've searched, I was looking everywhere. I was like, is there a brother or a sister anywhere that I can give a little <laughs> nod to, yeah. you know, none, but this is wow. no, none, none. And this is, and, and I rolled on, I walked into the plane without it. I walked into the plane. They're like, you got to put a mask on. I'm like, yeah, I got one in my pocket. You know, I just kept walking anyways, but I was at home Depot whenever it was a few weeks ago and I was checking out and some dude came behind me and like tapped me on the shoulder and gave me the nod because he wasn't wearing a mask. So we're like in this world now where it's like, you're given like the little nods, you know, like when motorcycle drivers like go by each yeah. other and they like raise their arm up. Like that's like, I feel like you're doing in places <laughs> like California, you're not wearing a mask, so true. you know, but just for not other, wearing a mask. No, it's and the, the other crazy thing is I was in Wayne, New Jersey where, where I grew up and um, I rolled up into the Whole Foods there. Only person not wearing a mask. And when I went outside, I saw a sign on the door that said, uh, as of, let's say, May 29th, which was the day before, if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. So oh, I guarantee like you there were people in there that were, I would say, a small percentage weren't vaccinated, but everyone was still wearing a mask. So it's just mm. like, it's just wild to me. Uh, what's, just, really what's really been weird with me about the mask is, and I'm so many people have noticed this, is people start to talk about their mask. Like it's a freaking teddy bear or something. Like it's like, it freaks me out. And, and then the double mask wears it's, it's just another level. And what's happened is we, as human beings, we start to project onto objects and it's a natural thing. This is why this is so yeah. insidious because we look at it. We we've been rolling prayer beads and creating little figurines and little idols and little symbols and, and cathedral and things to symbolize what's going on in our psyche internally. Right. And, uh, we have this symbolic reservoir that's in us and we have a symbolic ritual nature because we were sort of, that's our, that's our history. Right. And so if now that they're stripping all the religion and all the everything away, and they're trying to create this one world religion, this, this homogenous, uh, you know, global village world, uh, people are seeking something for hope, for security, for whatever. There used to be a, a figurine for every one mm -hmm. of those things that you would go, yeah. that's my hope figure. And that's this and that. Like I got a little Gandalf statue watching over me over here. And then I got my little, you know, but um, we are now <laughs> projecting that inner mm -hmm. architecture onto a freaking face yeah. diaper. And that has meaning to you. And it's part of your identity and it's your, it's your expression and it's, it gives you safety. So it helps. It's actually a mask that's masking your inner psychic trauma. Now it's not anything to do with stopping a 0.002 point micron size little virus. It's about yeah. something else, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Man. It's about, it's about self-responsibility, right? Because this whole thing is being able to be perpetuated because we have, yes, one part us, two part the malignant culture have outsourced our responsibility and have been conditioned to outsource our responsibility forever. So for the man who's a nobody, how easy is it to to be to be the somebody that's given to you, right? I had an I just had a falling out with some cousins of mine because I made the statement that health is a choice. 
four simple words is apparently a very controversial statement at, at, at this point in time. I don't know if you knew this, David, but health is no longer a choice. Health is completely random. And for even suggesting health is a choice, you will now be canceled. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it's 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 absolute insanity, man. Um yeah. Well, people hold on get... to these people hold on to these masks like they're they're yeah. it's their pacifier you know they're like sucking on it and I, i'm blown away what i see in social media um of the people that like they're given the opportunity like if they're vaccinated they don't have to wear a mask and then they're literally commenting but then i don't want to be confused for like a republican or a trump supporter like how insane is that to me i just think it's so insane. everything you do is for the crowd everything yeah. you do this is what this extroversion is right yeah yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And then, and then we knew that this was going to be the dry run for the shot um, and all that. And I mean, man, I've been, I've been having some pretty in intense experiences with people close to me about it. Um, and it's so amazing because I just, I believe in freedom, right? And I've looked at it like this, and this is what all the spiritual work is And not everybody sees health the same way. There's many different practices in health. And I hate that there's this monopoly on what health is. It's only drugs, surgery, masks, and vaccines. That's it. There's no other possible way to stay healthy and vibrant. And, and it's like, no, my whole life is a testament to the opposite of that. So I choose a different route towards my health. It doesn't mean I'm going to be irresponsible. It doesn't mean I'm going to go cough on your grandma. It just means I'm going to take care of my body in a different way. And we do have other solutions available to whatever this is or isn't. And um, it's just amazing to me that when you have these conversations, only one side of this argument wants to impose this singular mm -hmm. general view of how they should be onto everybody else. People on our side, we're like, yeah, go, go wear six masks. I don't care. Go get 20 vaccines. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I'm just not going to do that. I went to a different kiosk in the mall where they had like, you know, vitamin D, C, zinc, and there's therapeutics there if anything gets real nasty. Um, and I'm good. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to go out when I'm sick. I never did anyways before. Think about it. When you're sick physically and you're coughing up a lung and you got a fever and you're, you know, you're at home, you're not out there in the park, you know? And so people have lost their minds with this. And so the question is, how do we bring people back? How do we bring people back to sanity? And you're asking us, you and your wife have done so much work with the body, the soma, the like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you have any ideas as to, let's say, obviously everybody has to be willing, okay? Because that's the other thing. These people don't want to be mm -hmm. freed from the prison. But the people that are like, maybe they're on the fence or maybe they're even listening to us now and they're like, yeah, I, I am. I have All this stuff has become very symbolic for me and I feel, but I want to shake it. I, I want a solution. You know, what, what kind of things can we do to help rehabilitate these, these poor people, man? I mean, listen, I think, again, it, you hit the nail on the head. Like, if people want to do it, you can lead the horse to water. You can't force it to drink, you know. Like, I could be screaming from the rooftops about natural health, and natural health has been under assault for a long, long time. Um, but like Joel said, you have to take responsibility for your health. And not just like, oh, I'm going to uh, eat gluten-free and, and exercise five times a week, you know, like in this, like, kind of orthorexic, like, addicted way, too, that's not – good for you as well. Like it's this holistic way of looking at your body, at your health, you know, like mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, like, I don't know, I'm on the mindset, like you can, you could throw me in a fucking ward of people coughing all day and I'll let them cough on me. And I have the mindset that like, you're not going to pass anything on me because my terrain wins all day. That's just my mindset. You know, that's the belief I have that I, I think even within the holistic world, there are different views on the 
the on viral contagion on if it's viruses that cause disease or they don't cause disease. And that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother uh, podcast too. And so I think people need to, they just need to learn, man. They need to learn and understand, like, how do you get back to nature? We're relying on all these these unnatural things for health. We're not connected to nature. We're disconnected. We're living in concrete jungles. We're, we're, we're glued to the tube. We're being brainwashed. I mean, I have friends of mine or people that I know that like look to Sophie and me as being like these ridiculously healthy kind of aliens and how we live our life and what we put in our body and on our body, whatever. And yet during this whole thing, are they reaching out to ask yeah. questions? You know what I mean? Like yeah. the proof is in the fucking pudding. Like, you know, I think about Joel and your wife and your kids, you guys fucking glow. The same thing for you, David. And I think the same thing for me and my wife, like we're never sick. You know, we're not going in and out of the hospital for random weird, like operations or procedures for something. And it's like, I know people that like how have, have something wrong with them and they like don't know why. And then they just go to their doctor and tell, their doctor tells them to do a thing. So I think it's, I mean, people need to view it holistically. They need to do the work. They need to understand that nature wins. Nature has the answers. Eat real food, you know, eat real food, like work on your psychological health, like look into your past and work on your mommy and daddy wounds, you know, get your nervous system to a place that's like regulated. So there's so many different tools and modalities, you know, whether it's through martial arts, whether it's through doing body work, whether it's through somatic experiencing, meditation, there's stuff out there. Start somewhere, you know, close your eyes for 15 minutes and observe your thoughts and yeah. see what the fuck yeah. you notice, you know, yeah. like yeah. It, it, the knowledge is there. The information is out there. You have to turn off your fucking TV. You have to turn off CNN. You have to look within and take care of yourself. And it's a process. You know, I've been at this for like over 15 years, man, like trial and error with different types of foods, different types of modalities. And it's like, you just have to stop listening to these people that are being plugged on the TV screen. Like, immediately like what is that person saying i'm going in the opposite direction and searching for something else that's what you have to do but yeah it's that again, bad right now 100%. again yeah, like really are, are people doing that because the herd mentality is strong the crowd is absorbing people's consciousness hmm. you know i know people who said they got the vaccine because well you know i might see my mom and, and she's not well and, and you know so, it doesn't and, stop transmission you know yes that, right? exactly except but, maybe these spike proteins are shedding i don't know something weird is happening <sighs> I mean, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, you know, like what's happening. But even then, like my mindset is like, cool, you're vaccinated. You want shit, spike proteins? I'm good. Again, I my keep coming back to me yeah. and what, what my system is and my terrain. And it's like, I'm not going to live in the fear of the spike protein because that's just the same frequency and vibration of living in the fear of this fucking COVID. Yeah, so it's exactly. like there's a psychological and emotional piece to it that like fear will cause symptoms you know, and people can attribute them to being COVID or not. So it's like, how can you separate and eradicate this irrational fear of that every healthy person out there, child, adult, is this walking, breathing, disease-making machine that's out to get you and out to kill you, which yeah. I don't believe that. Like, we, that's the biggest psyop that I think was given to us this whole last, last 15 months is that healthy people are ticking time bombs and they're going to fucking kill your grandma. Yeah, no, like that's the that worst. right there yeah. Yeah. was yeah. was like for me, like, are you serious? You're telling me that I'm going to like make you sick, like get out of my face.
Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know shit. Like, this is again where I get very like, you don't know what you're talking about. Cool. Live your life. I'm going to do me. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to have, I'm going to have interviews with amazing people like you live my life with my wife and connect with community. And that's what we're doing. Even though LA is a little cray cray, you know, we're building community here. You know, we're having gatherings at our place of people yeah. of like minds. And that's, what's important. Well said. What do you think there, Joel? Jump in there. Yeah, man. The, it's primary is reclaiming trust with yourself. And that's done by listening to yourself. And of course, there's a willingness that comes with that. But if you're questioning and you know there's something wrong and you want to change, then listen to yourself, listen to your body. And there, there is, you already intrinsically know what it is that you have to, to have to do next. Whether it's eliminating something in your life which is no longer serving you to create that space to actually listen to yourself even further, whether it's the video game addiction, the weed addiction, the alcohol addiction, whatever it is, you know deep down that that thing is not serving you. So start shifting your reality to conditions that will serve you. Start creating for yourself the space for that still small voice, the whisper of it, to become a roar, to be heard even louder, and then keep listening to it. And as you keep listening to it, it's a process, it's a journey, but you will feed yourself. It's something that's reciprocal because you know now you're creating habits that are self-serving, not, not based in self-sabotage. And that's how we grow. That's how we inch by inch crawl our way out of the darkness. You said something there. It's so funny. As you are about to say the word space, the thought of this amazing quote by Viktor Frankl came up that I love. And it actually relates to the body work I do, or if you're thinking about meditation or whatever yeah. it is to allow flow to happen within yourself. And it's a quote where he goes between stimulus and response, there is a space in that space is our power to choose our response in our response lies our growth and our freedom. Yeah. And so we have yeah. these neural pathways that have been conditioned over time. And it's like, well, what are we going to do to, unwind these conditioned patterns of behavior and cultivate new ones. And there are different tools for that. You know, when you think about solutions and my work is doing it through the body that realizing that the body is a vehicle for the unconscious, the body is a vehicle for the shadow. And that when you break down this armoring, you create more space, you get blood, lymph and chi flowing in the body. You literally are creating that space yeah. to be able to, be presented with some situation in your life and that maybe for the last 15, 20 years, you'd react in a certain like, in like reactive conditioned way. But then because of the work you've done, there's a little bit of space that go, huh, that didn't work for me. Maybe there's something else. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, and I was just saying what you were saying. To, yeah. We've been conditioned to view, to view, to be disassociated from the body, right? Through yeah. all the religious yeah. texts you're born sinner, the, the body's dirty, even through modern psychology, you I mean, you're just in your mind, you're just your head, like we're, we're all of us, we're just living from the neck up kind of thing. And I can attest to what you're saying perfectly, because the one of the most important practices that I ever brought into my life was was a practice of Qigong, right? Connecting, connecting the soma with small movements and with breath. Meditation never worked for me. I can't sit in an in, in, in an automodern state and, and do nothing. That doesn't I'm work. I'm like for that me. too. Yeah. You know what I mean? For me, I have I have to flow. I have to move to mm -hmm. be able to to get that rocking and bioenergy actually flowing. Yeah, it could be martial arts, it could be hitting a boxing bag, whatever yeah, exactly. the case may be. And um, 
you know, what you said, Joel, is really, really important is like, again, we're going back to like solutions. What can people do now? You have to have a little bit of the space to not continue the pattern. And so it's like, well, when you feel that trigger, you feel that pattern coming up. Can you just stop for a second and notice what's happening from the neck down? Can you tune into the subtleties of sensations that are happening in your body and maybe allow that energy to move or to release? And that's a process, you know, like I'm going to be really transparent here. You know, I grappled with like a porn addiction for a really long time in my like late teens into like probably my early 30s. And, um, you know, it took time for me to just have that moment where it was like that urge was coming to like maybe not feel some kind of discomfort or procrastinating like oh let me just do the thing that's my self-soothing mechanism you know people have other things they have drugs they have alcohol whatever a lot of people have sex or porn and for me it was like oh shit like that thing's coming up and i want to go like commit the act let me just sit with that let me feel that fucking discomfort that energy that's down there in the lower chakras can i breathe with it can i be present to it and then see if it dissipates and very often it would dissipate you know, and so that's part of the work is can we just sit with ourselves? Can we tune into our bodies and, you know, allow this to slow down a little bit, man? So I don't know if you relate to that at all in some different way. Or, well, yeah, well, there's there's like it's like how for me, it was like I'm the kind of person that I've noticed many times where I go extreme on things. Right. And for me, when you're like you said, if something that you're um, you're doing in your life, it could be anything. When you notice that it's not serving you and it's actually enslaving you, you're becoming its master. You're not the master of it. Yeah. That's when you notice the switch, right? And it's, you know, so everybody's going to find their thing. But when we're talking about all these amazing points you guys are making in context to the situation we find ourselves in right now, it's, it's showing that there are solutions to all these problems sitting right in front of us. You know, we're the cause and the solution to most of the problems we're facing. And and when we're always, you can see the reaction in the world. The reason the world is just going for, what's the government saying? What did Fauci say? What did Dr. Tam say? What did the CDC say? Was it a peer-reviewed study? Like seven, like they, they need the, the, it was like the way they went to the priests in the church. Did God, mm-hmm. did, the, did the priest say it? Did the cult leader guy, did he do the thing with the bones? Did they cast the runes? Like, is it like, it's this assuredness from some other thing that's going to give people the ability to live. Uh, and be comfortable living that comes from some external force. And we always give away the power that we have. And um, this is where we're at. The whole world is going, there's a problem and I can't, I can't deal with the problem on my own. I'm I can't, I, my immune system, I guess, doesn't exist. So I'm going to wait for official directions from the authorities at the top of the power pyramid to tell me how to live my life and what choices I should make through the crisis. Whereas somebody that's truly free and sovereign, they automatically, they'll hear guidance and advice and they'll seek expertise, Mm -hmm. but everything comes back to them again to go, yes, uh, what is the best direction for me? Is that a good direction for me? No. And then remembering that when it comes to health, you brought up something really important. You're asking us, a lot of it isn't the thing that you're dealing with the symptom, the pain in the arm, the, the constantly getting flus and colds, the, whatever it is you're grappling with a lot of it actually built up in your body. And that also is related to where you're at psychologically. And when you crack that, you can heal anything and you can start with shifting where your mind is at, 
getting your body and just making, you don't have to become a monk living in the mountains, yeah. meditating in the woods. It's just that you have to little pushes towards the direction where now you are serving you again. And yeah. in a way that's going to help you serve the world in a greater way, instead of being a slave to everyone else and everything else, because you didn't want to take the responsibility and do the work to fix those things. And look at the world. It's so everybody's fast food, download the app, instant gratification. Mm -hmm. um, and now they're like, this is what the vaccine is. It's, oh, uh, they've been holding us hostage for 16 months. And now they're telling us that we can get out of our prison cells uh, that they put us in. Um, if I take their experimental shot that is killing people, fine, I'll do it. Because that's abnegating personal responsibility to go research it, learn about it, find out if it's actually legit, and then see if there's other alternatives. And then, you know, all these other things. And so I think in the end, it boils down to uh, people resisting having part participating in their own life. They want their life built by everybody else and everything else but them. And I think that's where the real pandemic is. I agree 100%, man. And such a big piece to all this too is people are so afraid of what other people think. They're mm. just afraid of what other people think. And it's like they could maybe even have an inkling of like, I'm not going to do this thing. But then their peer group, their social group, their family is like bombarding them with information and pressure and they, they, um, they succumb to it. You know, and so they betray themselves like, doing it. I've seen it so many times where it's the people they're on our page like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then you, you go up to them like, yeah, I had to get the shot, you know, for work. You know? And they get all these yeah. excuses and I'm like, what? Rationalization, what? justification, you know, and you just yeah. feel it in the voice. You're like, but this is your body. Like, like see, th that's where it, to me, I just don't get it. And maybe because this has been my world for a really long time, but just the idea of someone, of a pharmaceutical industry, of the government, taking this needle and penetrating your skin and shooting out this thing into you. Like that's just so foreign to me, man. And it's yeah. really hard to understand how people just volunteer. I mean, I know I can, I know why, but it's just, it's hard, man. Like what? Or, and then when people volunteer their kids, like, Oh, we're doing a trial on 10 to 12 year olds or whatever that is. It's like, they're like bragging about that their kid was like the first person to be injected in this trial. Like, like you just volunteered your child to be a lab rat and you're virtue signaling about it. Like what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Me. If it really was what it was, if it really was this Holy grail of health, why you got to brag about it? Why you got to tattoo about it? Why you got to post it on social media? Uh -huh. Why are you posting? I see these guys out there. Uh, they're posting pictures of themselves saying, I just got Moderna. And then they're posting, showing the shot with the Band-Aid, and they're wearing a mask by themselves, taking a photo. And you go, I'm like, I, I know all the information that I need to understand what's going on and what's motivating this. It's for show. It's virtue signal. It doesn't mean anything. It's just, I'm doing it because I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm it's a for good the greater person. good. Love me. Love me. Approve of me. I know. That's what people are doing it for. Yeah. Well, boys, uh, we're, uh, we got a couple minutes here. What could I ask you guys that would take us right into the deep end of something? Like, I just feel like, what could you guys, what are you into? Like, what do you think? Let's start with you, um, Joel. If I said, what's the deepest, darkest, craziest, freakiest, or most beautiful thing? Like what, what is, uh, what's something you want to get into on your podcast? What's a subject you're dying to learn more about? What's something you've learned that just blew your freaking mind? Something like that. 
Hmm. But watch, yeah. Sorry, you're gone. You can think about it. Got, you can also call a friend. I have a call a friend line if you want. You yeah, can call yeah, a friend. You can, well, no, yeah, I mean, I, 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 would, if you I have an immediate I, answer to that you question. You can't be on the right. show. That's cheating. <laughs> uh, no, no. I was just going to say a quick thing. I was like, well, I've been watching Enslaved for a few years, dude. That's so I don't know what else I could say, dude. You guys cover so much in it, you know? But um, I think for us, too, like, I'll speak for us in terms of the, our podcast, like, you know, what you do, the work you do and Michael do, like, it's really, really inspiring, man. Like I look forward to be able to get uh, people on the show. Like um, who is it? Adam, Adam Rivas. Is it Rivas who talks about yep. like pedophilia in Hollywood? Like, like that shit. I'm guy. really curious about that stuff even more. I mean, I've gone down those avenues of research, um, but I'm more of a, how do I say this? And I don't know if this is my Gemini nature is like, I, I like knowing a lot like, maybe not deep just in one subject, but I just like dabbling in a lot of different things and looking for mm. the connections. But I really, I want to go down that more, man. I would like to learn yeah. more about like the potential of aliens. Like, I, I don't know, dude, like I'm, I'm curious. Oh, I don't, I don't, yeah. I haven't yeah. gone too, too deep into that, but the, the cult, the secret society stuff, again, this is all the stuff you guys talk about on slave. Like I would love for us, Joel and I to like maybe interview some of these people and to, to get into it more. And, um, because have what, you guys ever heard of uh have you ever heard of mouthy buddha no oh. <laughs> there's your rabbit hole go watch his videos on BitChute. mouthy buddha um i've actually had some offline calls with him i'm trying he's kind of a shy guy he likes to just do the creative producing stuff but he makes fantastic videos on it they're creepy as hell man it's like investigative uh documentary style but it's like just boom 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 tom hanks oh my god like it's insane uh wow. so that's your guy there and i can also maybe help hook you guys up with some really good guests in those fields i'm super fascinated by that stuff i want to know how the dark side picks i want to know what the hell is happening yeah. as horrible as it is it's also like you know we got to bring some of this out because if we just keep letting it go on then it's just going to keep going on and i i'm motivated by wanting to know so that we can you know, help liberate some of these children and whatnot. But the, the, the secret stuff, the secret societies, the alien stuff or whatever people want to call it, there's something weird going on on this planet. That's not what we think it is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so much, I think we're a part of something so much bigger in the way that like when you go and see like an ant colony, like I, I just outside and I saw this ant colony around the roots of this tree and I was just lo looking at them and I'm like, me looking at these ants, right? I'm standing right beside the anthill and they're doing their little thing. They don't, I don't know to yeah. what level they're aware that I'm here or if I walk over them, are they going to be like, dude, did you see the big foot shadow thing? And then the guy's like, you're just a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, Tom, talking about these big giant people walking around. Whoa. Like, I feel like I'm wondering if that's what we're like. We're like the ants and there's something massive happening around us. And we're just, we get little glimpses of it. And then people like us go, Hey, did you see that shadow? Did you see that yeah. thing flying overhead? Did you hear about that deep underground shit going on? And people are like, Oh, come on, Dave, you and your conspiracy theories. Right. It's, Have you seen no, Jupiter Ascending? What's that? Have you watched the movie Jupiter Ascending? I haven't. I've, I'm scared to watch. It looks weird. Is it good okay. or? Oh, it's it's a like from a movie production point of view, it's not that good, but watch it. Okay, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's this 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 speaks to your ant colony analogy. Um, oh, okay. Pretty, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll Joel, it out. you you talk about right brain often, and I think part of part of all this exploration is that like yeah. like I just want to like even if it's not true, I just like yeah, exactly. I just like it's like it's like this adventure, this mental adventure, and it's an expansion of mind of imagination of like this could be possible i mean this again is what is so curious about people who just automatically go no that yeah. couldn't happen 
that's not true. It's like, how, how long have you been on this planet? 20 years, 30 years, 50 years? Like, how, could how long you know? have your parents been on this planet? Like, what have they read? Like, what schools did they go to? What schools did you go to? Like, there's an entire fucking history of yeah. thousands and thousands of years before you. And you're just like, nah, that, yeah, that wouldn't go because, down. That's because there's no secrets to life other than heaven, hell, and God, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like in the Truman Show when they're like, he he's like, I want to grow up to be an explorer. And they're like, well, yeah. it's already been discovered. Yeah, so you can't do that. And it, that's what we're being told. And, and I think what you're dealing with there, and this is, dude, what you said is why I love these subjects. Whether all of them turn out to be true or every piece of research I pull together ends up being true or not, it's not really the, the whole point because we're up against a mystery of mysteries that I don't, nobody on this planet is going to solve anytime soon. But I, when I see the assuredness and the and the the overconfidence, the arrogance in the eyes of these intellectuals or these people that you talk to, where they like you said, they just dismiss it without knowing a damn thing about it. Like I got stacks of books sitting beside me right here that people don't know the authors, they don't know who they are, but they're pure brilliance and in deep research with evidence and ideas you never thought of before. And I sit there and I talk to somebody. I was even at a party the other day. Um, in a social gathering, by the way, uh, illegal, but whatever we did it and canceled, um, canceled, bro. I'm totally canceled now. I'm all, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Methods keep me on the air, man. I'm still a good person. Um, but uh, we went and, you know, you start having these conversations and I was speaking to this one guy, he's from France and man, he's into everything. This guy was like, I could have talked to him for hours. And then I switched to a different conversation and it was like, right back down to like meet the Kardashian level. And I was like, Oh dang. Did I trip and fall into the wrong conversation? Um, and then you start bringing and people bring little things up and then you just go, yeah, I wonder, I wonder like what, what really went down, down in the ancient times and where do humans really come from? You start talking about this stuff and people get all like, well, of course, you know, and they become these big science philosophers and they know all the answers. And I'm like, wow, the education system has destroyed the human brain. There's no mm -hmm. curiosity left. Um, and everybody knows the answers to everything. And people think they're too like, smart to be fooled. They think they're too yeah, smart to be fooled. That's the problem, though. They're not. You know? None of us are. No, I'm not. No, you no, are. Same Nobody here. Is. Yes. I've been fooled many times. Me I've been fooled many yes. times, dude. It's just like, and I yep. kind of want to keep seeking out where have I been fooled? Like, where am I wrong? Where am I just not enlightened, whatever that even means, you know? So, yeah. yeah. One of the oh, biggest ones for me was looking into the history of the solar cults and the lunar cults and the stellar cults and understanding that there's, you mean, 30,000 sun gods with the same story as Jesus. You know what I mean? And because you're a rapper for sure. He's like, there's 30,000 sun gods with the same. Like, you're just like, <laughs> that was awesome. Yo, you got to check. Have you checked out some of his tracks, man? They're I've great, heard dude. some. No, yeah, they're, they're great. And I'll put some links if you, because you have a link tree. Yeah. Yeah, I got a link tree, yeah, yeah. Okay. But for me, because I'll, I was so heavily indoctrinated, like growing right. up in a, in a family that was, you mean, Jehovah's Witness. Um, and yeah, I questioned that from the get-go, but that 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 stays with you, those concepts, you know what I mean, of, of God and heaven and hell. And it, it kills me to think how many people have left this earth in just living in fear that they're going to go to hell if they're not subservient to this, you mean, this force. Um but yeah, looking into looking into the history of that was one of the biggest things for that, that connected the dots with me because we realized that to an extent, man did this to himself, right? Mm. He looked up to the constellations in chaos and he gave them order. So he made them symbols, he made them pictures, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And from there, he just made them archetypes and he kept feeding them and he gave them this, this energy where they became something that was a force unto themselves to an extent. It's yeah. yeah, it's a fast, that's a fascinating journey, man. Getting into the history yeah. of 
some of the old call. And you mentioned like, I'm right in the, in the thick of this, uh, project I've been working on now for years. Um, and doing, getting into the cults and the history. And, and what I love is people that they look at it like, well, all that stuff was in the ancient past guys. Like, so all those crazy, like conspiracies and deep, dark secret societies, those are all of the past. Like they're all, they're all gone after, I don't know, at this magical moment in history where right? evil vanished after world war two or something. And you're like, Nope, that, that's, that's not what happened <laughs> at all. They're just as, they're still here, man. The, the, you go and you look at it and when you realize there's what six or six, four or six central cults that literally are the progenitors of all of everything that we've got from, yeah. from all the writings, the music, the metallurgy, the science, you go back in the ancient times, the literature. And for people that go, well, no, Dave, you got to listen. If you think your news is bad and your news is fake, how bad do you think your history department is? That's what you got to yeah. say. Look at the, look what's, look at just as an example of this. Okay. About how, how little we freaking know is how much has history changed even in the last 16 months? I mean, mm. people forget the murder hornets, man. I was there. I remember oh. the murder hornets. People mm -hmm. forget a lot of stuff. And you go, well, they've been changing history and going, no, no, we didn't say that. We didn't do that. But that didn't happen. No, no, censor that website. Lose that web. Use those YouTube channels. That never happened. And they're already doing it right now as we're watching this yeah. whole thing unfold. Do you, how do you think that translates to thousands upon thousands of years of playing this gigantic game of telephone. Meanwhile, there's a bunch of people that are involved in a bunch of cults that are sequestering and burning and, and taking knowledge and libraries and, and holding them all to themselves. Meanwhile, all of us are sitting here fighting over the pieces, thinking that we're enlightened. It's the, it's the reason we're in the shitstorm that we are, I think. And they, well, there's intention behind that because they're hacking at our roots, right? They knew if they could disconnect us from our roots, then we'd never it'd be more so difficult for us to ever find the way back to, to where we were, who, where it. we came from. Our, even like, I know Fiona Edgar talks about our original pagan history as well as, as primary in being able to reground yourself and figuring this shit out. Like, yeah, and there's different, like, and even in Christianity, there's a there's a history of Christianity a lot of Christians don't know, and it's yeah. it's not all bad either. There's good and bad everywhere. There's yeah. good, humanity lost knowledge. My favorite quote was from Rumi, where he said, truth was a big giant mirror that shattered on the earth into a thousand pieces. People came from all over the planet, and they picked up a piece, and they thought they found the truth. And what we're trying to do is put those pieces together. And the fact that we like to territorialize knowledge, this is a term from Michael that I get, that I love. He's like, you can't, you can't piss on knowledge like a dog pissing on a lamppost. You can't mm -hmm. say you own the territory, you know, just because you're part of a 10,000 year old sun cult or something. You have to look out, you have to go, look, there's, everybody has a piece of it. It's been lost. And we've also been messed with for thousands of years by people that gain power and then changed laws and changed books and rewritten, edited stuff and killed off entire peoples. And, and so there's just, to me, that all that does is it doesn't make a declarative statement as to who's right and wrong. It just says, be humble, keep pursuing the truth. Don't mm -hmm. feel like you always, oh, I've got the final answer. Keep it a constantly evolving, um, uh, evolving journey that you're on to try to figure these things out and then be a good scientist be a good detective when new information comes across your desk that changes the way you thought you thought you saw something change with it and just see what happens and it doesn't mean become a schizophrenic and change your mind it mm -hmm. just means when new evidence comes away across your desk you have to be able to adapt to that information as a martial artist i know this if i was doing the same thing all the time 
from day one to where I am now, I would still be where I was. I wouldn't have evolved. I wouldn't have gained anything. You have to keep playing with it and looking into it and hearing different sides and then bring it back into yourself and mm-hmm. develop your own opinion. Like, yeah. let me ask you guys this. But don't say how many things do we know? Yeah, how, change. yeah. Right. How, how many things, how many things you said at your asthma, how many things do we know that are really our ideas? Most are other, most people are other people, right? So we've mostly just adopted things we were raised with and taught that resonated at some point and we just go with it and we don't question it. But that doesn't seem like a logical way to pursue the truth. What do you guys think? No, well, I, think I, I don't, the I don't issue think is that yeah, I think the issue is that when we when we come into new information um, and something changes us in a profound way, we identify with it, and that blocks us from changing further and evolving further. When even more new information is presented, that that questions that and undermines that, and actually right. deepens our process. And when we identify with this, with this information, we present ourselves to the world as as this information, as someone that knows this, as this is where I stand, this is my position, this is what's relative to me. And we double down on that and entrench ourselves in that so hard that we're actually scared to change further and evolve further from that. And admit people are afraid to admit they're wrong. And we're seeing that in this world where people are doubling down like the last 15, 16 months, you know, they're being proven that they were wrong, but then they're digging their heels even more into the ground to, to support the lie, to uphold the lie. And it's like, you have to, again, we come back to this space thing. We have, you have to have space to be able to take in new information and they have to be admit okay, that they've be been o- lying to themselves first for fucking forever. Yeah. yeah. And, and right. also be okay, like with uncertainty, because again, people want, many people want certainty because when you feel certain, you don't have to deal with vulnerability. You know, you don't have to deal with mm. like confusion or anxiety. It's like, I'm certain I have the answers, you know? So again, it comes back to psychological psychosomatics. Like can yes. a person be okay with not knowing? You know, when we're always, when many people are always just trying to just grasp something like, oh, I'm vulnerable. I'm going to clean the dishes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go that. Like I need to, I need to have control over something because what's the opposite of that? And again, it comes back to health psychologically, physically. You know what I mean? Like people want to feel like they, they have control over something because the lack of it is too much. You know, this is where cognitive dissonance comes in, et cetera. My recommendation to actually develop that humility and that vulnerability so you don't know it all is dive deep into Vernon Howard because that was that was massive for me. It's like has has my current consciousness, have the decisions I've made actually got me to a place where I'm where I'm satisfied and fulfilled at the moment. And so by actually allowing the concept that, hang on, maybe my present level of consciousness is missing something. Maybe there's something that I don't understand. And that immediately opens you up to the possibility of those other things actually being able to penetrate you in a, in a profound way, in a, in a profound way. That's a good point. It reminds me of something uh, I always tried to keep with me in my martial art career, which was to stay a white belt, mm, uh, to be yes. a white belt always. And what I mean by that is like, I want to achieve the levels. I want to progress. I want to make myself better. It's never about the belts, but you just, you know, you get that recognition but I'm like, okay, now, and I remember when I first got my first black belt and I'm like, okay, I've read all this philosophy and I know about martial arts and I know that every degree of black belt you get, you're supposed to be more humble towards your pursuit of truth in the martial arts. So I've got this black belt now. I have to wear it with uh, respect for the rank and everything I've done for it. But at the same time, I got to take this thing off and keep the mindset of the beginner the mindset of the white belt with me because it was that mindset that I had from white to black belt that got me to black belt. 
So if I now have the mindset of this black belt that has all the answers, I'm not going past black belt to the next level. Yeah. I'm going to stay there and stay stagnant. And this is what happens. A lot of people do that. And I feel like we sell ourselves out by not giving ourselves the opportunity to see things from different perspectives. And I also enjoy doing that. I like entertaining an idea for a while. And I look at the world through that lens. Like, oh, okay. And then they'll switch it around because we're sifting through big puzzle pieces here. Yeah. And that's what you would do when you're putting a puzzle together. You're taking some pieces and seeing how they fit and trying to get the border and fill in the center and, and make something that makes sense. Um, but a lot of people are like, nope, I already did the puzzle. It's yeah. done. And it's like, wait, you're missing out, man. And so, and, th and this is another dynamic. This isn't just a bunch of bullshit we're saying here. This is the dynamic that's well known um, by the social engineers, the architects, all that. They understand how your consciousness ticks. They understand all this stuff and they know all they got to do is keep you in a baseline of anxiety constantly. And then they just fuel big events that mm -hmm. just, whether they happen randomly or whether they're planned, it doesn't matter. Big events happen. The media jumps on. They dip into that inner reptilian brain where you're petrified. They piggyback off it. So when you, all the things we're talking about, even though sometimes it sounds scary, recognize that the solution is always contained in it as well. Mm -hmm. That you just, now that you're aware of it, yes. you're not going to fall for it anymore. You know? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that, that correlates to what Erasmus does in sensitizing the body because when we're so rigid in our body, that's how rigid we're going to be in our thinking as well. Right. So, yep. the, so by developing that sensitivity, we can become malleable. We can soften. We can realize that it's okay to shift and to change and to flow and to, you mean, go through different yeah. ideas. Yeah. And, you know, I, what I want to mention too is people love to separate the body and the mind, you know, but in reality, it's this, it's this synergy, you know, the mind is the body, the body is the mind, you know? And so if you work with the mind, you're going to have an impact on the body. You're going to work with the body and have an impact on the mind. There's different access points, you know? So it's not just saying like, Oh, all you have to do is get body work and you're great. Like there's a lot of different modalities, different tools, different work to do. Uh, but just to view it that way, I think it's, it changed things for me when I realized like, oh, well, like when we think of it, this thing, the mind, like, where is it? Where, where, where is it? And it's like, well, no, it's, it's here. It's in my whole body. You know what I mean? Like that landed for me in a certain way. And so when I'm feeding myself good, nutritious food, I'm, I'm feeding my mind good, nutritious things, right. you know? And, and, uh, and then it feeds your spirit, like yeah. biology of belief, like mm -hmm. pull on some Bruce Lipton or something like some, there's, there's a lot of these ideas that have been out there and these are ancient ideas as well. They're not just something new. Like the, these are ancient ideas that, um, were thrown out when, you know, <laughs> Rockefeller medicine took over and mm -hmm. started programming everybody to think like robots and go, Oh, it's all about interventions and compartmentalizing the body and into these different compartments. And you treat the brain like this and you treat, and it's like, what about the holistic system of the body? Like a tree yeah. needs the, the roots, the stump, the leaves, the woodpeckers. It needs everything. It needs the ecology that grows around it as well. It's not just this isolated thing, but that's how the brain likes to see things. And I think that when, when we really pull this perspective together, it helps us make sense of what's going on inside of us, but also does help you make sense of what's going on in the world. Because if you go by the axiom that we view the world through the lens of how we view ourselves... Oh, you wonder, you wonder why people are having trouble seeing what's happening around them. You wonder why people are shouting you out of the room when you just try to bring as a good person with empathy, wanting you care about them. You're just mm -hmm. trying to bring some facts to their attention that they've never seen before that might save their life. And they still throw you out of the room. It's because 
they can't address what's going on inside and they can't, they literally cannot see it. They can't, their brain won't let them see it. And so um, that's why I love what you guys are doing is working on your show and your work and everything you're doing is to try to uh, help give people those ingredients so that they can see more clearly. I think that's really what I've gotten from this. And uh, we're going to wrap up, gentlemen, but any closing thoughts from either of you and also what do you have coming up on your show in the coming weeks? Joel, you want to go, bro? Man, I've got some exclusive Truth Warrior bars, some rhymes for you if you want them. <laughs> some Truth Warrior what? I've got, got, got some exclusive rhymes. Good. Oh, you have the floor. Should we yes. do this? <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> no. All masked up, all dumbed down, all plugged into machines somehow. Walk outside, breathe fresh air, use own brain now if you dare. Left foot, right foot, red pill, blue. All that really matters now is what you're gonna do. How many brains must be washed? How many spirits sanitized? How much truth must be lost under this fortress of lies? I'm at a loss. It's getting harder to disguise. So tell me, what's the cost? Is it your freedom or your life? The makeup washed from your eyes, so wipe the sleep away, dear. What's artificial must die, but it's alive on your fears. The world is a stage and you're on cue, Shakespeare. Let's be clear. This is sink or swim and the truth is a boat. Sharks snibbing at your legs, well, the truth is a float. Your castle under siege, well, the truth is a moat, so choose wisely. Wisdom is the fruit we receive, not lightly. Heavy is the hand of a man with a weapon unused. So don't push him, we got nothing to lose. All masked up, all dumbed down, all plugged into machines somehow. Left foot, right foot, red pill, blue. All that really matters now is what you're going to do. Oh, we just that was awesome. <laughs> dude, dude, let's cut the single. Let's get that shit out there. I'll do like a video. That's awesome. Dude, good for that you. That was dope, man. man. And I just love that, like, as you finish, you just brought up the Here for the Truth mug, which I can't wait He's to like, get mine. We're here for the truth, boy. You know? I nice. just, yeah, man. Like, yeah, I you need a it. mic next time? You need a mic so you can just drop it after. We'll, we'll do that. Right. We'll drop the mic. Wow, that was Dude. brilliant, man. Okay, Erasmus, you got to top was, that. Let's go. I mean, I'm not going to top it, and it's all good. Uh, I love you, bro. I love I love your gift of creativity and expression and poetry. It's really, really it's awesome. It's man. And, I'm going to get and I just love celebrating people for their gifts and what they do, man. So I'm, I'm you, blessed for sure. Um, that, you know, only closing words I have is that I'm excited to be on this journey with you men. You know, I really am. And I'm really excited to have connected with each of you. And I'm excited for this podcast, you know, to do our part, you know, and that's what it is. Every person's got to do yeah. their part, whatever it is. Like you mentioned on our show. It's Public not spread. about like everyone has to start a podcast or write their congressperson. Like sometimes it's just shifting your consciousness, the hundredth monkey effect, like yeah. you said, that alone can have an impact, um, can spread like wildfire. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, come back home, do your own work, you know? And, and for me, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, Sophie and I, we're doing our work. We're working with clients one-on-one. -on -one. I have my monthly workshop that I'm doing here, which is a full day. It's in nature. It's just people coming together to get really deep into the body and and explore what it is to move that energy, you know? And it's really powerful. Cause you know, we live in this world where things get crazy. It's like, how, where do you go to kind of do a little tune up or to reboot or to really dive deep into this kind of stuff? And so I'm just excited for the work that I'm doing. Uh, Sophie and I actually are speaking. Uh, we're doing it, we're performing, not performing. We're doing an interactive presentation at uh, Music and Sky. It's the second year oh, they're cool. doing it. It's a, it's a freedom, truth, health festival 
that's going on in Northern California. It's put on by other truth seekers and freedom fighters. And it's gonna be a lot of amazing people speaking there. And uh, Sophie and I are gonna be doing a, a presentation on the importance of touch and tapping into the wisdom of the body. So I'm actually excited to, to be going to it. So anyone that's interested or is in the States, musicandsky.com, there's probably some, some tickets left. And it's just gonna be like deep in nature, like-minded people, art, music, healing, and um, no masks. So I'm fired up for yes. that. Love it. <laughs> wow, boys, you guys are doing some great stuff. I really love talking to you. I want everybody listening right now, go check out your podcast. Um, where's the best site? Is this specifically a website or is it channels? Where's the best place for people to find your show? Our, our link tree is the best at the moment. Um, we don't really have a site right now. We're working on it. Um, but yeah, the link tree has the links to we're on. We're still on the mainstream platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, YouTube. We'll be joining Foxhole very shortly. Shout out to Methods. Um, nice. So yeah, find us on Instagram. Yeah. That's yeah. if you're on Instagram. The Instagram yeah. here for the uh, at here for the truth podcast. I'm healing with your at healing with your Joel's at Joel Rafiti. Follow yeah. us there. We kind of post snippets of our episodes. Um, our last episode with with yours truly, David. Here was 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 epic. So go check that out. It was really great. And dude, thank well, thanks, you, man, man, for sharing like a piece of your your story, dude, and being yeah. vulnerable and and sharing your truth, man. Because I think I think that's really really important. And again, a big thing about our podcast is that. It's not just about all the magic that's happening that that people are creating and putting out in the world. It's like what it took, you know, yeah. what did it take for you, you know, when you were younger and the things you went through to like carve the path that you're on, dude, and the gifts that you're given now. Like, I think that's really, really important because, um, you know, people need to realize that it's not just all rainbows and butterflies, that it is the hero's journey. It is shadow work. It is going through the grime and coming out or you know, being the caterpillar turning into a butterfly. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that metamorphosis, it's that transformational process. And yeah, well, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys bringing me on. Something about the mood that day and the mix of just being comfortable with you guys, you brought out parts of uh, my story that I've never told before. So if you want to learn a little bit more about the details of uh, what led me on this journey, go check out that recent episode. And then we kind of get into all kinds of stuff. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. So guys, it's been a pleasure. We're also going to have you guys on Unslaved soon because I want uh, you guys to have a chance to chat with Michael, which I think will be very fascinating. He has a way of bringing unique things out of people as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. If you guys are following us on Unslaved, I think that's going to be epic. Thank you, gentlemen. Keep doing what you're doing. Shield by shield, we'll win this fight for truth, freedom, and justice. And I'm honored to have you guys on the battlefield and uh, uh, consider me an ally in Canada. Thank, Thank you, brother. Uh, absolutely. appreciate you very much, man. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great. And same to all you watching and supporting this show. Thank you. Without you, I'm just talking to my mini cam here. So thanks for uh, tuning in regularly to these shows. I've got lots of shows planned. I'm working real hard on uh, some really good content in the background. So stay tuned on these channels. Please help me share this out. If you're on social media, it's, this resonates with you. Get this out to uh, far and wide as you can. Uh, it really, really helps. And uh, thank you all for tuning in and, and the chat and everything. Really appreciate it. We'll catch everybody next time. And until then, stay be, stay well. Instead of stay, I'm not into the stay safe thing. That's getting annoying. No, stay stay well. well, stay awake. How about that? Stay awake. We'll catch you next time, guys. <laughs> Cheers.